Hello and welcome to Somos Padres, a podcast dedicated to the constant development of our parenting and ourselves. We are your hosts, Paulo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we share our parenting experiences rooted within the context of our own life journey. In that spirit, we will also be sharing parenting information and the stories of mothers and padres out there who have embraced their own personal evolution as the greatest gift of parenthood. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to episode 36. Welcome. We are back. I kind of feel bad because I feel like almost every couple months we um, we end up taking this crazy longer than usual break. Yeah, it's, I feel like we, I feel like we're recording like for the third time. I know. And then we like come back and then it's like, oh, my gosh, guys, sorry. We took this like crazy extended break. He had us. Hiatus, yes. Hi, see, you helped me. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff has been going on that just took us away from recording. Yeah, well, a lot of the things is that it's life. Life yeah. happens. Life happens. <laughs> life happens. Uh, my dad got sick. Yes, well, some of you sick. may know from from following us on Instagram. Yeah, my dad is sick. Uh, he had a, like a, a surgery, mm-hmm. a brain uh, surgery. Yep. Uh, they remove like a, a malignant tumor, mm-hmm. a big one. Yes. The worst kind. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been hard on the family. Mm-hmm. It's been hard on the family because it just happened. Yeah, it was crazy how we were actually preparing to uh, celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. This coming weekend. This coming weekend, March 16th, we were all supposed to, the whole family was flying to Mexico to to have them be married in the same church they got married 50 years ago. It was just, we were all planning this beautiful moment and celebration in our heads. And all of a sudden, in the flip of a switch, it just all shifted. Yep. And see, and for whatever reason, it was meant to be. Yeah. Even though it is sad and it hurts and it's painful for all of us, especially for my mom. Mm-hmm. Because it was like the, for the first time that we were going to celebrate something for them, and especially for her, for her, especially the way that she for wanted her, it. because yes. yeah, my my mom has uh, lived a very very particular life, mm-hmm. so it was something so special for her. Yeah, and pop, life happens, and it, it, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So we have to think about like how how we're going to use celebrate like over here, mm-hmm. how to celebrate life. Yes. Uh, celebrate my parents and uh, and celebrate, yeah, life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? So, yeah. I get that question a lot. How's I'm, Paolo doing? Well, uh, now I'm doing good mm-hmm. because I have like a, already accepted what is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, I, <laughs> I have accepted what is because I cry it out. Mm-hmm. I cry and uh, and 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 it's just like I believe like most people during these times, you start questioning why, why my dad, why your family, why this, why this happened, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think it's just part of the process, right? Part of the process because at the end of the day, we're not the only ones going through this. 
Mm-hmm. And people, uh, I, I believe like thousands of families are going through the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. Because cancer, cancer, yeah, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. 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 So, but, but uh, yeah, our brains want to tell us that we are the only ones and this shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. And, and we start like uh, questioning uh, God, why do you allow this to happen? Why yeah. my dad? Why he w- was a good person? Why this? Why that? Mm-hmm. And it's part of the process. Yeah. But I, uh, I, I believe like I'm doing good. Because uh, I'm surrounded with really great people, mm-hmm. especially you, uh, my younger sister, mm-hmm. amazing. Oh my god, she's the rock, man. She's the rock. <laughs> my mom wanted like a sweet little girl, but mm-hmm. she came out tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's t- like, no, 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 you don't. You need yeah. this strong woman. Woman, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, wow. And my brothers, yeah, they're, they're um, they're moving on, mm-hmm. and we're trying to. Uh, and, uh, it's really beautiful how try- you guys are. We're trying to uh, um, actually like use and enjoy your parents, because, yeah. uh, especially like my dad, because we don't know how long we're gonna have him. Yeah, puts we things in perspective and, differently. Yeah, and now it's gonna be another. Uh, the hard part is about to come, I believe. Mm-hmm. I hope that my dad doesn't react like to the re- uh, radiotherapy and chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. I hope his side effects are not that bad. Yeah, yeah, but because if they are, it's yeah. just like I don't, I don't even want to imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard. Okay, but mm-hmm. enjoying him every day that we have yes. him, we'll be with him next weekend. So yeah, I've been <clears throat> yeah for the last few weeks, we've been coming back and forth every mm-hmm. weekend. But yeah. now it's gonna be like okay, we're gonna back in schedule and. Who's gonna be taking her? Turns. Yeah, take, take care. Taking of him. turns and all that, and everybody's pitching in, and, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 really good, and I appreciate yeah. everyone in the family. And um, on the flip side, I feel like I was going through this also this transfer transformative moment for myself that um, that kind of just started when Linda Garcia. Um, she texted me and she's like, you've got to do a, a div- divination numerology reading. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Cool. You know? Um, and, and it turned into, uh, I, I did request mine to be read. And then, uh, it turned into an episode where Linda was like, we should do an episode where we, where we ask esoteric Essa to do our divination numerology chart. And, um, and then we'll listen to it live and do a podcast. So if you want to head over, if you haven't listened to the, to that episode at Let There Be Loose, um, we go through listening to it together. But uh, what was so transformative and what I want to just highlight um, in this process for me was that when I listened to my reading, she she shared with me how I had a lot of spiritual numbers um, in my chart and she also shared um, how this might be my last uh, experience here in this form, in this in this realm, in this three D Earth world, right? Which um, was kind of hard to hear, it, you know. But what I took from it was that um, was that I couldn't keep hiding my truth i couldn't keep hiding how uh pulled i am to the spiritual thing your truth in what sense my truth in 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 that sense in 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 the sense that i am literally obsessed 
with spirituality. Um, I am very pulled to to that, to understanding, you know, the that spiritual side of myself and developing it. And I just, um, in that last sense of like attaching and unattaching to things and 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 all of those things, and I think it it runs counterculture to mainstream, mm-hmm. and um, but it is what feels most authentic to me is um, is that conversation. So, in any case, a- after that reading, um, I've just had a lot of experiences and a lot of of things of just reminding myself and pushing myself to just okay. This is it. This is this is my focus. This is my jam. And I'm going to stop acting like it's not my jam. And I'm just going to go full force with it. And a while back, I decided that I wanted to do some kind of project leading up to turning 40, mm-hmm. which I turn 40 in uh, next month, less than a month now. Mm-hmm. So I started doing um, this last 30 days project where I'm every day I'm going to share one of these little insights that have shared that have helped me along my spiritual journey these aha moments for me and 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 just wait like let's see where it takes me and and at the same time I'm doing this Dr. Shivali coaching and I've really embraced you know helping um like starting to help other people along their journey and I think they're starting to connect because what I've read, like uh, uh, your post on like on Instagram, uh-huh. they've been really real, really raw, really authentic. And I'm like, wow, the real Yesenia, the spiritual Yesenia is coming, coming up. Yes. It's showing up. <laughs> and, and because I believe when something is really authentic, the energy is there mm-hmm. and people will connect to it. In a really good way, or it can be also in a in a negative way, but th- that's why we we are expressing our journey and yeah. we're telling the journey and mm-hmm. everything as it is, yeah. And with all the details and what it tells and our and our setbacks and and and, and great moments, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's beautiful what what you've been posting. Thank you, and I mean. To be quite honest, you're probably the only person I ever talked to about these things. Yeah, and, the, and that's the thing because I know that I I I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. because with these topics, so it was only me and you. Yeah, it was just you and me talking, and it's <clears throat> it's so uh, crazy because I was I was talking to um, a friend, uh, Carolina Dame. I was talking to her uh, yesterday because I was sharing with her how, um, and I've shared this with you obviously, how it was kind of weird once Linda and I, well, once Linda shared that episode of us speaking so freely, and I had like a lot of anxiety once that came out, and and I, I didn't really understand where that anxiety was coming from. Um, I felt like I, and I even told Linda this, I just, I want to go back into our cave, but it wasn't because I'm a, I in any way, shape, or form am afraid or ashamed of my uh, uh, relationship with Linda. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. You know, in any way, was it? I don't want to be known as her friend. No, not at all. Like I love Linda. Um, it was because I was. It was like I was coming out as my spirituality was coming out. Well, and you, I never shared that. You removed the veil. Yes. Yeah, you removed the veil, and now you're exposed. 
Exactly. And I was like, wow, I can't I can't go back into my cave. Like people know now that um, that spirituality is a major part of my life. And and people know me in because, you know, they now know such a big part of my authentic self. Yeah. And so I think every time I share myself in an authentic way like that, when I really let you see me, I go into, that's my like MO. I go into anxiety, like, oh my God, you know, and I get, I go to that core. um, Oh my God, are people going to like me if they know that I'm like spiritual, like in that sense, you know? Yeah, because deep down, uh, I believe that, like personally, I believe that you are afraid of being judged. Yes. Uh, And people are going to judge. Yes. And that's part of the process. But mm-hmm. I believe, like, uh, what matters is, like, if you know yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you know yourself and you know your journey mm-hmm. and where you're heading and what you want to achieve in this lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think no judgment is going to affect you at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully to now, I've, I've had nothing but supportive and loving messages and comments mm-hmm. I believe and so it's like you say when you come in and, and like Omari says like a pink mommy uh-huh yeah and she says when you're coming from a place of love yeah you shouldn't worry about anything yeah that's true yeah okay guys so that's that's kind of an update of of where what we've been up to um up until now and we're going to take a short little break and when we get back we're going to get into the topic of the day um, because it is super fresh in our minds, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the inner child. Oh my goodness! Get ready. We'll be child. right back. Wow. So welcome back to that today's topic. The, welcome back. The inner child. Mm-hmm. How did you decide about like talking about this today? Well, I think the stars kind of aligned, and I felt like, oh my god, we we should talk about this because I was I was actually at the Let There Be Loose um, experiment this past week, and one of the things that stood out for me that night was a comment that Linda made, which was that um, that she always felt like she was raising herself from a very young age. She felt like the moon was her mother, right? That she was really raising herself. And it made me reflect on how in actuality, we are all raising ourselves, right? Um, And, you know, and just connecting it to Dr. Shafali's work in in conscious parenting that she's talking about, she talks about how, um, you know, this, this looking at our past is really... Um, it's really crucial for any parent who's on this conscious parenting path. If we want to be a conscious parent, we have got to look at our past. We've got to look into it. And the inner child work is kind of like center cornerstone to understanding. So I'm going to explain what my understanding is right now of the inner child. And then we'll get to an example that will hopefully shed some light on it. Okay. So the inner child is, um, if you think about when you were young and we're being raised, let's just go with, we're being raised by unconscious parents, right? So parents that don't know about their own wounds, Mm -hmm. right? And they're, 
going, you know, they're reacting from what they know and they're doing their best and all yeah. of that. Okay. But no they, addition. right. But they're, they're still, um, you know, they're still unconscious. Right. So when they're raising us, um, we are experiencing them and they're kind of in a way crushing our authenticity and who we really are. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you can imagine just any little kid, you know, like um, into, you know, playing and they're just, they want to keep coloring because they love art and Mm -hmm. they love, you know, all this stuff and they're all into it. But then their parent comes and says, it's time to stop. And or, or what is it, this mess? Look yeah, at this. Or, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What a mess you've created. But Look at all the colors everywhere. Yeah, yeah, right? So now they're like, oh my God, what I'm doing is bad. Right? They can, mm-hmm. right? So, but our little self, that child, doesn't have the ability to process, you know, that doesn't have that understanding of, well, you know, my mom is just, you know, unconscious and whatever. No. It, you you're this your little psyche creates um a shell because to protect you because we need to remember that the child's brain is still developing right early stages of developing so mm-hmm. he doesn't have like these coping mechanisms right exactly so and and this is where it begins to create those defense mechanisms which exactly. are also called ego it's another way um or shell mm-hmm. right you you have these um, ways that the child is now going to cope mm-hmm. with that. And one of those ways, I mean, that I can at least, um, that I can connect with is, you know, this freeze. Okay, then I can't, I can't be my authentic self. I can't, you know, so in this example that we just use with the, or with if, the child. Yeah, you know, if you go and do it, it's, it's going to give you anxiety. Mm-hmm. From that, like a uh, moment forward, it's going to give you anxiety. Oh, what if I get jail again? Exactly. Mm-hmm. C- uh, can I really be myself? Yeah. Can I really show you who I am, right? So we create these defense mechanisms or ego. That's how the ego is created. But the ego is really just trying to protect the authenticity of that little child. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I hope this is making sense, guys. So um, so yeah, the, the ego is created to to protect this little inner child and and their authenticity. But what happens is our authenticity gets stuck down there and we don't let it come out. You know, um, and based on different things, right? And um, as you get older, and, and maybe it peaks out with certain people, but doesn't with others. I mean, you know, it gets complex. But I, I just want to give like kind of this foundational understanding of there, there is this inner child, the inner wounds, um, and every time that we, um, we were wounded, we maybe create another. Uh, mechanism. And then when you think about our parenting, when we're going about even um, our parenting or in our daily lives now, as adults, we are reacting. But the person who's it, when you're unconscious, the the part of you that is reacting is really the ego. Mm-hmm. Because, um, and it, we'll get into it in your, that, is, in is your that example. But yeah, yeah you're when we're going about our day and and something happens and we trigger that inner child what who's going to protect that inner child that ego so that was created a long time ago yes and so you get this uh the ego that is reacting and is in control and and um and 
you know, uh, creating or whatever, reacting. And it's really that ego. And that's why it's so important to get into like, um, to become more conscious and more aware of that inner child, the wounds, the ego, and how it's all playing out in order to to just be more conscious, to begin to heal those things and to not pass that on to our children. Yeah, but right now I'm thinking like the irony. Mm-hmm. The irony because society, society tells us we need to scold our children so that they learn. Right, right. But that's their ego. That's the general society ego because most people are unconscious. Yeah. It, right. Mm-hmm. And mainstream so, is unconscious. So when we do that, we just like making the cycle start all over again with our children. Yes. And because just keep going and going. Our children are going to do it to, most likely to their children. Mm-hmm. And especially if they continue to be unconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this is a great point or a great moment to actually share a recent example that happened to us, which I think is so cool. Um Uh, but I think it's going to be a really great example of how our inner children came up. Your inner child came up and then it triggered my inner child. And hopefully it'll, it'll shed some light on what we're talking about when we talk about the inner child. So I'll turn it over to you. Yeah. So like what happened to me a few weeks ago, I was talking to this close family member. We were having a conversation. And I, I remember that we were talking about like some text that you sent or something like that. And uh, and all of a sudden, the conversation was just going fine. But all of a sudden, I just, like, exploded. Mm-hmm. I imploded. Yes, I had never really... Well, I've seen you once implode in that way. But this was the I time. imploded, and I couldn't control myself. Mm-hmm. First, I couldn't control myself because I, I, I was drinking, like, almost Earlier in the day. Earlier in the day. That I, didn't I, help. But this is the thing. that I wasn't drunk. I wasn't, like, that drunk. At this point. At this point. But that I remember drunk. just exploring and yelling. And crying. And crying. And, 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 and it just, everything that was in me at that moment about... You were filled with rage. I was in rage mode. Yeah. I was in rage mode. And... Uh, and I remember at one point I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. I felt I couldn't breathe. You're almost so, going into an anxiety attack. Yeah. And I had to go outside to the patio. A patio. Mm-hmm. And even though it was like, it was, it was like the Yeah, it barely finished raining that, that mm-hmm. night. And it was already like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. One or two, yeah. So I went outside and I, and I was just walking back and forth, back and forth. You and, were still screaming. And I was still screaming outside. Mm-hmm. And... And I, I have like glimpses, glimpses of uh, me being conscious, mm-hmm. but I remember I couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's just like I had to get all this that I have mm-hmm. inside myself. I need to get it out of my system. Mm-hmm. And I remember like thinking about like biblically when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. I, I remember a particular moment that I got so enraged. I, I was just like destroying everything. Mm-hmm. I even wanted to just kill a, a rooster in a hen, in a cage, mm-hmm. and uh, and I uh, yeah I actually also grabbed a, a, like a, a flower pot, mm-hmm. and I just completely just pour all the soil on top of my head because I was in rage mode and I was and and, and, and my and my siblings couldn't control me. How old were you back then? Oh, I was like what, like six, six years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember I felt like just like that, 
and and I'm I'm saying this because at one point I wanted to get on top of the of the fence mm -hmm. and then jump <laughs> on the man so I can actually just snap out. Yeah, like I needed that rush mm -hmm. of just like being like some, wet. Something, something, something to just like get out of this mode. Mm -hmm. not, yeah, you're out of control. But I remember looking for somebody to uh, to calm me down, to soothe me down. Mm -hmm. Because in the past, when I was a kid, it was my mom. Mm -hmm. But now there was nobody. Only my uh, only my, my, my close uh, family member, family member that was trying to calm me down. But at the same time, he was reacting. Uh -huh. But I remember I was looking for you. Yeah, and I'm like. And, 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 and I knew I was looking for you, but you were nowhere to be seen. Yes. So, I was stranded. Yes, on this island. On this island by myself. Screaming for help. Screaming for help and, scre and screaming. Uh, uh, literally screaming. Yeah, literally. And, I, and, I, and it was a good thing because uh, this close family member just mm -hmm. like embraced me. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started like to calm down. Yes. And... First, I'll point out Even he, he, something yeah. that you said, and and then I'll go on to what was happening for me, right? So it's just so interesting to me how, in even in that moment, you went, you had this memory of yourself at six, mm -hmm. and and you know later on as you and I were reflecting, it was such, it's such a clear, direct link to your inner child and that six year old who was enraged, like all of a sudden, your six-year-old came up and and the way that your ego handled that back then was to go in full rage. Like whatever was happening in that moment, and I think you and I have talked about it before, like you really, it's like you hit this point when you feel like people aren't listening to you. Yeah. They're not understanding no, and, you. And if, if I go back to that uh, particular mm -hmm. moment, I just remember that I, I I wanted at least someone to hear me out what I had to say when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Please just hear me what I have to say, even if it's just child talk. Yes. So I just wanted someone, but, and I was like, no, and everyone was just be quiet, be quiet. Mm -hmm. And my brother was like whipping me with a freaking wooden stick so I could actually like calm down. Yeah. Because that's uh, what he knew to do. That's what he knew what, he knew what to, to do, do because yeah. he was just exactly doing the same thing that my dad would have done if he was there. Yes. So, you know, in that conversation that we were having, you were clearly, you were, you that came back up for you. It triggered that point of like, I'm not being heard. I am not being seen. I'm not being validated that I'm being heard. And, you know, and, and that's what, what you got. And that triggered that. And then you went back to that six-year-old. And what did that six-year-old do? What did the ego do to help that six-year-old? It became enraged. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happened. You went back to that. You know, you just, you went full on rage. So that's. So obviously child. I can't figure ego out how to. Rage. Yes. How to how to control myself if I get to that moment? I think maybe if I reflect on that mm -hmm. and the reason behind it, maybe I can come to terms mm -hmm. and slowly process those feelings, those emotions, mm -hmm. so that this can actually start to minimize. Yeah. So it doesn't come again in the future. That'll be embarrassing, <laughs> especially if it's like people around. Oh my goodness! Right? No, but um, what was happening for me? which was so interesting because see his inner child was going into rage mode or not the inner child, but the inner child was triggered. Ego went into rage. 
And that triggered my inner child. And I was like, where's Yesenia? Well, Yesenia, me, what happens to me is that when I see rage, when I see most things that scare me, I go into, you know, there's fight, flight, or freeze. You go into fight. I go into freeze. And that's what is my go-to, right? Whenever there's, whenever I've had those types of experiences in my childhood, when I was being molested, when I, when I would see people start to um, fight or scream at each other or whatever, I would literally freeze. That's, I just, I don't move. I don't say anything. It's almost like I just, maybe no one will notice me here. It's like a self-protection thing. Mm-hmm. Like you just think if I just don't move, like. It's like that shell that you were talking about. Yes. I just create the shell and I'm immobile. I'm literally frozen in fear because what's going to happen? And that's like, that's my thing. That's my go-to. I freeze. It's my pattern. I think mm-hmm. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. My pattern is that I just freeze and hope that I'm going to survive this, you know, <laughs> you know, which sounds so ridiculous, you know, now. No, but, what it, it is what but it is. is exactly. And it was so crazy because afterwards I was just like, I really should, I should be there for you. I should be your container. I should, you know, I, I had this feeling of like, maybe I should go out there. And, and if I go out there, you know, maybe I can say something and it'll calm him. But I was, I, you know, you had your family member there and I just thought, okay, um, maybe they'll do a better job or whatever. And I, I just stood in my like fright, you know, it was very scary for me. Yeah. You know, anger, rage, all that. It's very triggering for me. And my inner child, my inner child just goes into, I'm going to protect you. And the way I'm going to protect you and the way that has always worked for us to stay safe is to not move. Mm-hmm. Don't move. Don't say anything. Freeze. Yeah. And I actually appreciated my, my sibling for being the the bigger person that, that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because he was able to calm down. Mm-hmm. Calm you down. And then it, he was able to calm himself down so he could actually calm it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there it is, guys. That's, um, I hope that those examples have helped you in some way to understand this idea of the inner child. So now let's bring it back to our families, to our children. Mm-hmm. So when the, our children are having like a flow of emotions moment mm-hmm. or they're doing something that that triggers something in us, mm-hmm. those are the moments that we need to well, start. How do, you, how do you know you're being triggered? How do you know you're being triggered? <laughs> you're putting it back on me? Yeah. Um, well, I, I would say that you know you're being triggered if you lose your patience. Exactly. If yeah. you you lose, if you're no longer calm, you're being triggered. Yeah, I'm being triggered. Like the, uh, the other day, like the, the, two days ago, mm-hmm. like I, uh, but uh, Vicky came and asked me, I, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Vicky, there's this, there's this, there's this. No, I don't want that. And I'm like, just like, so eat whatever you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like impatient because so obviously because now I went back because back then there was only what is to eat and that was what it was to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you, you complain about it, then you will get like uh, yelled at. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, to make a, what I'm hearing you say is that it triggers you because when you were a child and you had those emotions a bit, because you did, 
your mom often mm-hmm. talks about how you would come home. Yeah. And I would just like start crying because they didn't have what I wanted. Yes. You didn't. They didn't have what you <laughs> but wanted. But this is the thing. I would ju- just rub myself on the floor. <laughs> throwing a, a, a tantrum. A tantrum. A lot of emotions. Quote, unquote. Yeah. yeah. Tantrum. And my mom was like, "Where's that's what it is." But wouldn't you say something like, "¿Quién le dijo que quería?" Yeah, no, who told you I wanted that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and my mom was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. "But, but this is the thing. My mom was actually just is a calm person." Yes. If it was my dad, it was just like, "Ven para acá para que se te quite." But my mom is like, "That's the, the what uh, there is." Just and she would allow me to just cry. Yes. Cry and, and throw my tantrum until I got tired. And eventually, okay, mom, yeah. I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to eat. Yeah. You would get <laughs> like it out of your system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you would, in that moment though, okay, but in that moment when you saw what there was to eat and you didn't like what there was to eat, you would tantrum. You would have mm-hmm. this flood of emotions. Yeah. And that flood is your ego protecting that little child that didn't want that. I mean, it seems so perhaps um, like your mom did the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In not um, reacting to my reacting. tantrum. Yeah. But still you as your little person, you know, felt like she didn't hear you. She wasn't listening to you because you wanted something different. That's not what you mm-hmm. wanted. And so your ego decides, well, you know how we're going to do this? We're going to do this by, we're going to handle this by tantruming and yeah. using anger. Yeah. Again, your go-to, right? So when Vicky is now saying, I don't want that, it triggers you because you didn't have that. Yeah. That, you know, attuned person who was doing whatever you wanted to eat mm-hmm. and you go to anger. Yeah. And you lash out at her in and anger I lash out because her, that's yeah. your ego yeah. going like, I'm going to protect that little child. Yeah. So now I'm starting to think about like, what else can I do? You just like, obviously, we're not going to provide all the options that our children want. But yes. I, I now I, I, I don't know, right? I think I should tell Vicky, you know what, Vicky, there's this. What do you want to eat tomorrow? There, there, no, there's this, this and this. Mm-hmm. But if you don't like these options, just open the refrigerator and you can eat anything in the refrigerator. Yeah. I mean, I also remember Shafali in one of her conferences, she would talk about how, you know, her daughter also didn't like what she made. So the day before she would tell her, what are you going to eat tomorrow when you get home? Yeah. And that way there's no like, you know, if ends or buts. It's kind of like they're making a choice from yeah. the day before. Hey, what are you going to want to eat tomorrow? And they already have an expectation about it. Yes. Yeah. And they already know. So yeah. you can try that. No, thank you for the tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there's another example of the inner child and how we react and then how we're still doing that today. So, you know, um, what what we really recommend and, and the way that we're really going to close this out, um, because I don't want to talk anymore. I really want to keep this episode kind of short so that you can really spend your time digesting it Mm -hmm. Um, because it is kind of complex and and heavy. But as you go now throughout your week, throughout the days, um, watch when you're being, um, watch when you have trigger points come up for you. And where are those trigger points? And kind of connect with what am I feeling right now? What is this bringing up for me? What am I feeling? Like, Paolo, is it the anger? Um, is it anxiety? Is, what are you feeling? Is it sadness? Is it hurt? Like, what are you feeling in that moment when this is coming up and you're feeling resistance to it or whatever? What are you feeling? And then try to think, when was the first time that I felt this way? You know, try to connect with your young child, preferably before the age of seven, 
when did this first, when did I feel this way? And it might be something you can do just thinking, like reflecting. I'm uh, one of those people that I just prefer to think, you know, in my mind, but some people are really, you know, really connect well with journaling. If you Mm -hmm. want to journal it out um, and try to figure that out for yourself. Another thing, um, so so that's what we recommend. That's our recommendation, um, yeah. But um, this is also a really great segue into the fact that I'm going to start doing um, and offering one-on-ones with people on a donation basis. Uh, because for myself, um, I'm really being called, because I think, um, I just, I love doing this. I love exploring and making connections to our inner child and when did these things first show up for us and that kind of stuff. So if anyone is interested, um, I'm going to start releasing uh, some slots to do some of this inner child exploration. Um, and it's it'll be on a donation basis because really it's I want to just do this to gain experience and to just start giving back in this way and honing my skill set. So hopefully it'll be something um, beneficial for me and for whoever's up for it. Well, I will say it's super beneficial because, come on, if Mm -hmm. we don't heal that inner child in us, how can we expect to help our kids? Yeah, I mean, Shafali said, like, there's this... Process those emotions as well. Yeah, you... It reminds me of we this cannot, quote. We cannot raise our own children. We cannot raise ourselves. Yes. This inner child is blocking us. Yeah. From, from raising, raising our own children. Our own child before us. Exactly. So wow. it's really, um, I don't know. It, it is the work. It is the work. And um, and I'm ready. I'm ready if you're ready. So head over to our link tree over on Instagram. That's where we're going to be linking. And we'll also have a link on the website for um on somos-padres.com where you can sign up for one of these slots if you're into it you want to um explore some inner child well what i want to say is that you're really awesome because you have helped me a lot already on this because you 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 don't provide me with uh uh, with answers or solutions Mm -hmm. you just ask me more questions that make me reflect and in that reflection I, I grow and I become a better per- a person. I become a better dad, a better teacher, a better human being. Oh, thanks. No, thank what you. a great commercial for me. Thanks, honey. Oh, yeah. It's just like <laughs> self-authentic. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, that's what I feel. Okay. Well, guys, that's it. That's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Hasta la próxima. We'll see you guys. Saludos. Ciao. Hi! If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and please leave a review. It is a super, super important in order to help spread the message. You can follow us, our parents on Instagram at iam.isenia at palomenchaka and at somos.bar. You can also subscribe to their newsletter on their website at somos-fathers.com. Gracias!